Hello everyone! Before today's episode of Hometown, a bit of warning about our content. This episode does contain some frank discussion about mental health, including anxiety. If that's not your jam, we'd recommend you sit this one out. And if you are able to join us, we're really glad you're here, and we hope you enjoy. Hometown, created by Aubrey and Ashlyn Seibert. Hello everyone and welcome to Hometown. Today, I'm sharing my interview with Julia. Julia is a high school student who has a lot to say, and even though I'm not in high school anymore, I still can relate to her a lot. Her story really made me think and it gave me a fresh perspective that I hadn't noticed before. Okay, are we all good? We are all set. Awesome. So, what did you want me to talk about? Well, why don't you start by introducing yourself? Right. Uh, well... My name is Julia. I'm in high school. I wouldn't say that I'm extremely involved in everything. I mean, I'm in NHS and I'm also in some art classes, but other than that, I don't do a whole lot other than just study. I used to be in theater, but then I realized I actually didn't like it all that much. Uh, I guess I would call myself an official caffeine addict. <laughs> um, I like to read, but I don't really have too much time for that anymore. Except for the stuff they make us read in English, of course. Although I'm probably one of the few that actually read, most people just rely on Sparknotes. I've got an SAT in about a week, so I'm pretty much focused on studying for that right now. Uh, what else is going on? Starting to do college applications. That's kind of a scary. That does sound scary. Where are you applying? Uh, well, I'm applying to the community college, because just in case, you know. Um, and then one place that's still relatively affordable and uh, pretty close and one state school that's pretty big and then after that it's mostly out of state. That's nice. Uh, yeah, it's kind of exciting. You sure sound like you have a lot going on. How do you balance all of the college, the school stuff, and everything else you've got? Oh boy. Um, I'd say that I try to still have a good balance where I can get everything done and still have friends and all that, but, uh, in reality, I'd say my academic life kind of controls me. I mean, to a point where it's like, oof. Okay, what do you mean by that? Well, I'm constantly stressed, I don't get enough sleep, and I rarely have time to take care of myself. And all those girls at school talking about how their skincare routines are would just die if they heard about how I take care of myself. But I know a lot of people who pretty much have the same thing going on. It's pretty normal for the students around here. That sounds really unhealthy. Are you sure that's normal? I mean, of course there is. It's not like there's another way. There isn't? Not really if you think about it. I'm in high school. I'm basically at the point in my life where I'm determining my entire future. What does that mean? Think about it. Your parents, your teachers, everyone, they're all guiding you down the path to success. And this path consists of school, more school, a well-paying job, getting married, starting a family. And then your kids go to school, more school, they get a well-paying job, they start a family. And it just keeps on going. And all of that, the success of not just you, but your children and their children and so on for all eternity and amen, it all starts here, in high school. 
And that's what everyone really wants in life, right? Success. How do you obtain success? No matter what it means to you, you have to make money to have it. To make money, you have to have a strong career. To have a strong career, you have to go to college. And if you want a really strong career, and everyone does, it's got to be a really competitive school. And to get into that competitive school, you have to be in the top 10% at your high school. And to be in the top 10%, you have to have a great GPA. And to have a great GPA, you have to take as many AP classes as you can and max all of them. Maxing a class is when you get a 97 or above. It's how you get the most out of your GPA. And AP classes are college-level classes, so when you take them, they have a higher GPA scale, so it boosts your GPA a lot. Then there's another thing to consider. College is really expensive, and student loans aren't an option. I mean, we all saw how that worked out for other people. So you need scholarships if you don't want to go into crippling debt. How do you get them scholarships? You have to make yourself into a, quote, well-rounded kid. You do extracurricular activities. You volunteer. You absolutely must do NHS. You have to show that you have leadership skills, so you take on as much responsibility as you could bear. And then, of course, you have to write essays about all of the things you do. So, you take on all these responsibilities and commitments and try to juggle them all together. You eventually realize that you have to budget your time very carefully because there's only 24 hours in a day and that really isn't a lot of time, all things considered. You have to take time for eating, homework, extracurricular activities, studying for the SAT, writing scholarship essays, college apps, and at the end of the day, you have to cut something out. So sleep, self-care, that kind of thing, it all just kind of goes by the wayside. That really doesn't sound healthy. Oh, it's absolutely not healthy. But it is what it is, and it's pretty much the norm. And since everyone else is doing it, it's even more competitive. When it comes just down to it, you have to be more than you think you can be. You can't be just a smart kid. You have to be smart and seem social and be a leader in your community and demonstrate creativity and critical thinking skills and strengthen your writing and argument skills for essays. You have to do it all. You have to be it all. You can't pick and choose. You can't cut out one thing or the other because someone is always doing better than you. Someone else is doing all of it. So you can't let your guard down for even a moment because you know that if you do, you'll be the only one. Well, why do you think everyone sees this as the only way? I mean, it seems like a lot. Uh, I don't know. I guess it's just the way it is. It's partially the culture, you know? the whole American dream. You can get whatever you want if you work hard, but you have to want it. You have to do whatever it takes. And that kind of transfers into everything else. So what is it that you want? Uh, success, I guess. It's not really that I want to be rich or anything. I want what anyone wants for their future. I want stability and comfort. I want the chance to make something of myself. I want to be able to travel Go to adventures, see Europe. I'd love to go to some of the art museums. So, do you feel like you're participating in this because you have to, or so you can go to Europe and see an art museum? I don't think there's a specific reason like that. It's just what I have to do. I want to make it clear. I don't like that this is the way it works. I really don't. But it's my only choice. So I have to do it all anyway. So what are your feelings on all of this? I hate it. It's the worst. 
I know I'm stuck in the system that was basically made to weed the weak ones out. I can't get out of it. I hate that. And did you always feel that way? Yeah, I, uh, I guess I didn't always feel this strongly. So what changed your mind? Well, a while back, I was really caught up in the whole system. I was truly trying to do more than everything. I mean, don't get me wrong. I still work really hard to get everything done, but I used to have even more commitments and I was so busy, I was barely sleeping. And then one day, I basically broke. I'm still not sure what the exact reason was. It could have been so many things. Maybe it was the fact that I had three tests in one day, two of them in AP classes, which are really hard. Maybe it was the fact that I was involved in some kind of toxic friendships but I didn't want to stop being friends with them because I didn't have any other options. Maybe it was the fact that my GPA had slipped a bit more than I was okay with. Maybe it was just I had a little too much coffee that week. Or probably it was all of those things combined. I found myself freaking out, like really freaking out. I was breathing so hard. I was crying. My heart was pounding. My mom comes in and she's like, what's wrong? And I can't tell her because there isn't one thing that's wrong. It's everything. It's the fact that I'm not in control of a single thing in my life and I'm just not okay with anything that I'm doing and I couldn't handle it. It got really bad. I, I couldn't get myself to talk to anyone. I could barely move. I was basically paralyzed. My parents thought I was having a seizure or something, so they took me to the ER. It turned out I had a really bad panic attack. The doctors thought it would be best for me to see a psychiatrist regularly after that. How did that go? Um, it was... At first, I didn't like the fact that I had to be there, you know? I thought, wow, I've officially lost my mind. Like, I couldn't... I don't know, I just kind of wasn't okay with the fact that that's where my life was, and... I don't know, but... After a while, I realized that I wasn't crazy exactly. I just needed a help in a way that a regular doctor couldn't fix by sending me home with some antibiotics. And I realized that everyone, they just wanted me to get better. And that talking to someone, a professional someone about everything, was something that I desperately needed for a long time. Do you think it helped? Yeah, I think it did. I had actually considered asking to see a therapist before that or something, but I was just too afraid to. You know, everyone thinks about mental health problems, and I understood the importance, and I wasn't really against the idea of seeing someone, but it's really easy to get intimidated about having a conversation about it. But after that, it was pretty clear that I needed to see someone. That makes sense. The worst part was, even though my life stopped, everything else went on. There were still SATs I had to take. I still had to make up those three tests from that week. Life doesn't stop just because you get overwhelmed and have to go to therapy. Not that I was expecting for it to, exactly, just everything would have been easier to handle if afterwards I had a clean slate, you know? I mean, I dropped some extracurricular activities. That was when I quit theater, and I also had been in orchestra before that. I, I did say in art class, though. That didn't really take any time outside of class, and making it was soothing. At one point during therapy, we talked about ways I could deal with my emotions in a healthy way. We talked about how writing or making music helps some people. I realized art could be a really great creative outlet for me. So now it's kind of how I deal with everything. So what's your process like when you're creating? Like, what kind of art do you like to make? Well, right now I'm into the whole abstract expressionism thing. 
I'll do something a little bit outside of that usually for my assignments, but when I get the chance, I'll try to put some abstract spin on it. But when I'm just creating, I tend to use a bit more judgment. It's a bit more strategic, a bit more symbolic. I think a bit more. For example, I'll ask myself, what am I trying to say? And what approach would make the most sense in terms of saying it? I ask myself a million questions on how much space I want to use and where everything will all go. But when I'm having a bad day, I'll just go. Sometimes I'll keep going with the same project. Sometimes I'll start with a new one. or I'll do everything I can to stop thinking and just put my feelings out there. And usually my teacher likes those works a bit more. It's good to feel like something good can come out of my mess of a life. I think that those works are kind of more honest, if that makes sense. That's really cool. Thanks. I feel like we've talked about a really wide range of things. Is there anything else you'd like to say before we stop? Uh, yeah, look, I'm not going to say that all of my mental health problems or anyone else's are a direct result of the culture that we live in today. We don't have total control over our mental health, just like we don't have control over who gets sick. But I'm also not going to ignore the fact that this intense and toxic school culture has a really negative effect on mental health overall. I mean, I know so many people who are depressed or have anxiety or both, and I think that today's culture does contribute to that quite a bit. I know a lot of people who neglect their own personal well-being simply because they see the limited time they have and all the things that they need to do in order to be successful, and then they realize that they just can't fit it all in. So they have to cut something. It's just a question of what. For a lot of people, it's sleep. For others, they just forget to eat or forget to drink water. I know so many people who look at their day and see what with school and studying time and maxing classes and getting good GPAs and having extracurricular activities in order to be the well-rounded student for college apps and stuff, they see all of it, do a quick calculation, and when they realize that they can't do it all, almost all of them just sleep less and hydrate with caffeine instead of water. And that's a big problem. I hear a lot of adults talk about how today's youth is focused only on the here and now. And to a certain extent, that may be true. But what I think a lot of people forget is that we focus on the here and now for a reason. It's not just because we're narcissistic or addicted to technology. It's because there's an immense pressure to have a successful future, and that takes a lot of work. We do everything we do to get good grades and be in extracurricular activities and everything so we can get to college so we can get a job. And so when we do focus on ourselves, when we live in the present, it's usually because we're working so hard for a future, we need to take a break from all of it. And I don't necessarily think that's wrong. I really hope you enjoyed today's episode. And remember, as always, don't be afraid to tell your story. Hometown is created by Aubrey and Ashlyn Seibert. Today's episode featured the voices of Aubrey Seibert as Kiera and Ashlyn Seibert as Julia. Hey, that's me. Original music was composed by Jonathan Sandy. Find more of his work on Spotify under Jonathan Sandy. Graphic design by Hannah Perkins. Special thanks this week goes to our parents for letting us do this crazy project. 
If you like our show and want to hear more as well as get some rad rewards, be sure to support us on Patreon, which helps us improve and make more of the show. You can find our Patreon at patreon.com slash cybertandcybert. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash s-e-i-b-e-r-t and s-e-i-b-e-r-t. Keep up with us on Twitter and Instagram at hometowncast and find transcripts and merch on our website at hometowncast.wordpress.com. You can also join our Discord community. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you for our next episode, Lauren, on May 9th. Until then, don't be afraid to tell your story.